Quest, episode 19, a 25th anniversary follow-up to the 1991 classic, Hook. Welcome to Sequel Quest, the podcast that dares to imagine sequels to your favorite films and movie franchises. Take a journey into the realm of cinematic possibilities with your hosts, Adam, Jeff, Justin, and Jeremy. Let the adventure begin now. Congratulations. You made it. It's Sequel Quest. We're back again. And oh, the excitement. We know you've been uh, looking forward to this episode, absolutely, because today we are talking about the 1991 Steven Spielberg film, Hook, starring Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, Bob Hoskins, Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. and a whole host of really energetic children. So uh, this is a, a big film for a lot of people's childhoods. We are uh, going to pay tribute to some of these great actors and the fun story but let's first just go ahead and uh, introduce you to our host today uh, making a return visit second podcast episode that's right it's judy say hi judy hey thanks for having me back <laughs> and the man who might be the pan hard to say we'll have to find out if he has uh, got the peter pan syndrome jeff <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what that means. Was I insult, insulted just now? I don't know. No, not necessarily. No, that wasn't an insult. <laughs> Depends on how yeah. you want to take it. Some people want to be Peter Pan. Did you ever? Speaking of Peter Pan, did you ever? You used to watch The State, didn't you? Oh, I love The MTV. State. Absolutely. You loved the state? And there was the one where they got reviewed by yes. being what was it? Peter Panism. Yeah, they they, nascent Peter Panism was the quote. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what that means, but they were either offended or amused by that. Mostly amused, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> at the uh, at the highfalutin nature of those critics. Now, uh, yeah, highfalutin. But yeah, so we're we're excited to have Jeff and Judy with us here tonight. Justin and Jeremy taking the night off. Busy, busy gentlemen. Maybe they're off in Never Never Land, living it up, fighting pirates. But uh, I just, this film, Hook, is like, it's a, a seminal film of my childhood. It's probably actually the Spielberg film that I'm most familiar with next to Jurassic Park, which is maybe kind of sad. I don't know. I know he has a lot of other great films, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, not necessarily a fan of Schindler's List or Amistad or his more uh, Oscar-worthy work. Can you be a fan work. of Schindler's List? <laughs> yeah, who's like, little, oh, You just have to I respect it. Oh, I can so, watch it all day. So <laughs> uh, you do your best. Thank you, Mr. Spielberg, for that work. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, the, the uh, most gory film I remember seeing in my youth. I was like, what is this? That guy's arm fell off. But anyway, didn't we go to see Starship Troopers? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if I saw oh, that with you. Okay, that so then the... you're safe. Because yeah. if that's the goriest you've gotten, my friend, you've, uh... <laughs> the goriest PG-13. I don't know. Yeah. But um, the other thing about this movie is that it's actually the the only time, or I, not the only time, but the first time I actually went multiple to multiple screenings, multiple visits to the theater to see a film again and again. 
It wasn't necessarily mm. even my choice. It was just I kept getting invited. People were like, hey, we're going to go see Hook. You should come. Okay, I'll see it again. And I just ended up loving it more and more each time I went. Uh, but I'm just curious. So, like, Judy, where, where do you fall with Hook? Oh, well, kind of similar to you. Like, this was my favorite movie for a really long time when I was a kid. And um, I know like today it's not really held up as like a good Spielberg film. It gets pretty trashed when people look back on it, but I don't care. Like I still love it. And like it came out at a time when I was really into Peter Pan anyway. Like I was rereading the book over and over at this point in time, like our local library had like different copies of the book with different pictures. So I would check out one copy, read it, look at all the pictures. I'm like, Oh, it looks so cool. Return that book and then check out another copy. I was just rereading it over and over. So it was kind of like just a, it came out at just like the perfect time for me where I was like, Oh my gosh, my favorite story is back and they're flying. And it was just like such a huge part of my childhood. Yeah. So it's definitely one of the movies I've watched over and over and over so yeah really excited to talk about it today jeff you a hook fan you on team hook or team pan well uh, that i don't understand that question but uh <laughs> the, the the funny thing that it, that it strikes me too especially from your your recollections adam is that like for me growing up my family did not go to the movies. I, I, I think my, my family was big on 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 frugality and I don't think I think the two bucks for renting it at Blockbuster versus the whatever it used to be seven bucks or whatever to see it in the movie theater, that always won out. So I virtually never went to the movie theaters as a kid growing up until I was a teenager in high school. Um, but uh, yeah, this was definitely a movie that you know we had it on VHS and we watched it a whole bunch of times at home. It's it's the interesting thing that I found that it's one of those like whenever we'd go. Um, if I'd either be going with students when I was an adult as a youth leader or even before, like it's one of those movies that you can kind of always put on with almost any audience and they're, they're cool with it. You know, it was always the, like if we were taking a bus trip and they're like, well, we bought a bunch of movies, we could watch this or this or this or hook and hook was always the one that they're like, well, you can always put that one on and it's <laughs> always enjoyable and it's always fun. And it's the one that always baffles me how it, 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 I guess it caught my attention even more that every time they honor Dustin Hoffman, if there's ever a clip of Hook, he always gets really embarrassed and right. turns away. Oh, and that's like crazy that you that you, you see seat. that. Yeah, like because yeah. I I remember seeing like a Golden Globe ceremony or something like years and years ago. And yeah, they showed a clip from Hook, and he was just like so upset by it. But they cut right <laughs> to him, you know, like showing his reaction to Hook, not everything else, you know. So it's just it's so weird because I think he's brilliant in this right. movie. Like all well, of his lines are just classic lines. Yeah, well, and that's the part for me that that especially as a teenager and moving into an, an adult that I really appreciate about this film is that uh, I remember, especially in high school, when we read Death of a Salesman, all of a sudden the comparisons of, like, this is basically the Death of a Salesman of the Peter Pan, like, story where that's exactly what captain hook is going through is this entire his entire identity has been built on this thing and there's just so many different levels that i think like judy was saying i don't think people give it the credit for that but i think the 
the premise and the storyline of the, the 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 movie altogether has so many different like brilliant levels to it. I don't know that if the actual film, which I don't think people say about Spielberg very often, I don't know if he did as good a job as he could have done with the source material because he would kind of went into more of a, how do we make it like Peter Pan 2 uh, instead of like, you know, this real, I mean, Captain Hook is suicidal through the entire movie. Yeah, he's like he's like neurotic kind of prima donna. Then he's like, mm-hmm. I'm, "This is it, Smee. This is it. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't try to uh, Smee. Get over here. Get over here. Stop me, Smee." I mean, it's just it's just a great moment. And plus, I love um, that you know Smee himself. You know, Bob Hoskins does just such a great job as his lackey and kind of the guy really who ends up having all the good ideas, right? He's feeding him, <laughs> feeding him to Hook, you know? Well, make the little buggers love you. You know, he's got the, the whole premise of the, of the movie, you know? But I, I just love when Hook is trying to convince Peter Pan's kids, Jack and Maggie, that their parents really hate them. And when they do nice things for them, it's just to kind of shut them up for a minute. And I just love his whole, like, he took my toy, she hit my bear, I want a potty, I want a cookie, I want to stay up, I want, I want, I want, me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. See, this is why we never need audio clips, because we have Adam, he just does the whole movie. Uh, well, but it, it has so much to do, also, his delivery is the, is the his teeth. You know, like the teeth that he has in place. There, like, good fall, Peter. Good fall. You know, he just can't, can't quite yeah. get the word out without being a little, a little goofy. Um, well, he also kind of takes the character, like if you, you know, the earlier, um, the Disney Captain Hook. Like he's very smiling, but he's like, like a loud, raging kind of like he's not very funny like mm-hmm. it's only funny when bad things happen to him really and yeah dustin hoffman makes it kind of like you like him you like hook oh, yeah. you know he's the bad guy but you really like him more than you like peter pan most of the movie so um yeah he just makes it a really good like one of those villains you love to you don't even hate you just you kind of love him yeah even though he like, like he really oh, is the, the star guy. like there's a reason it's hook you know and not right. and not peter pan too like right. like Which jeff is, said I, which is ironic, though. I don't think if you watch the movie, I don't think it's named appropriately because it's not the story of Hook. It's the story of Peter Pan coming back. He's the main. He's the main character, but Captain Hook steals the show. I would love if you're if they were gonna remake this. I would love to see it the other way around. Like, forget Peter Pan. Let's make that the side story. Let's make him the main character, and like, but yeah, let's go through the whole arc of Captain Hook. Yeah, no, no. Now I will say, you know, that that Robin Williams, he does, he is very lovable and likable. His his change from you know the the workaholic dad, you know, is rediscovering all his youthful imagination. Like that really works. It does come across. His scenes with Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell work very well, I think too. Um, the the only part for me with Robin Williams' performance where I'm kind of like, Ugh, like it makes me cringe a little bit is at the very end when he's when he you know his return to form he's peter pan again and he's fighting all the pirates and then he's telling you know jack he's you're both his kids really he's like you know i found my happy thought that he flies up to him it was you like it's it's supposed to be magical but he just looks high like it's just really (laughs) questionable in that moment well it's the it's the funny thing too and especially yeah again like we've all kind of said that i think we being one of those movies that has so much um, 
rewatchability where you can just it's so enjoyable to watch again and again and again and again is that there are so many like iconic lines that not only are the writing but the just the delivery i mean you already mentioned a couple from captain hook but even like i love the back and forth of the insults that rufio and oh, yeah. peter do like that's classic yeah. which is the substitute prison barber like it's just so <laughs> perfect uh and then yeah it's the movie is just full of those and then of course that line falls miserably short yeah well but <laughs> yeah but the, and the kids like the kids are like definitely like you know outgoing like they're child actors there's nobody that really makes you believe kind of you know but they're so enthusiastic like there's that little kid like when peter kind of gets his groove back you know and he's like welcome back to neverland panda man <laughs> you know he's just like he's so excited but it's so forced like i just love it and also like the when he you know they're calling him an old fat grandpa man and then Thudbutt's like not so fat to me <laughs> <laughs> just like i know everybody loves rufio but for me like thud but who he, he wait the best. who loves rufio everybody, everybody love rufio everyone loves rufio, rufio was the worst character in this entire movie <laughs> but as a kid he's the, cool the coolest kid that you just know you're not cool enough uh, to hang out with <laughs> i was just gonna say because i remember like talking about it with my family as we would talk about stuff like this is that that was the thing the two things that we would grumble about with this movie was one, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts got paid more than anybody else in this movie, and she had no reason for being in it because she was only, like, her amount of screen time was so minimal, and she didn't really perform all that well. And the other one was Rufio, where Rufio was so forgettable and blah. But he had the look, man. He had the look. And, and that actor, that, which he, his actor name is better than his character name, Dante Basco. Like, that's just a great name. <laughs> a, a couple years ago, he actually did a shot-for-shot recreation of his final fight with Hook and his death scene and everything. Like, oh, so wow. you can find that online. Like, it's really fun to watch because they just, like, they, it was kind of like a fan film type thing where they got everybody back and they, re, you know, relearned all the moves and did, did those pieces. But, like, the, the other part of this was that I don't know if you guys got into the merchandising as much as I did because I, you know, I was buying the trading cards, you know, I was getting the the Rufio squirting raft water toy and the Happy Meals. What? Yeah. How did I miss all of this? Yeah, and they even had uh, like this weird Captain Hook, um, like Swiss Army hook, so it had all these different types of hooks that would flip out from the bottom that a kid <laughs> could wear. But like, I was super into the action figures. Obviously, that's always my thing. And I and Kenner made a lot of action figures they had like you know a flying peter pan um you know they had like you know thudbutt had a toy and uh smee even had a toy which is really odd and the crocodile had a, even though he's, <laughs> there's not a crocodile in this movie that's not a clock you know like <laughs> like he actually had got a toy but the weirdest one for me is i had this it, it was a very nice looking captain hook toy but the action feature can you guys guess what they did for this particular toy what, what should hook uh. do did he have a removable hook? Well, not in this case. In this case, he his legs extended. What? Yeah. <laughs> he got taller. Brr. It was the weirdest. Like, I don't I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I, it's I, 
<laughs> bizarre. Like it's kind I, of a dig at Dustin Hoffman. They think he's short. Like I thought like there must be a deleted scene like where he gets bigger to fight Peter, but it never happens in the movie. So I don't know, but that just baffled That's me as bizarre. a kid. I was just like, why does he get bigger? Like <laughs> weird. Uh, mm. But um, so is there anybody else like for you guys like favorite character that's that stood out that you just uh you always think well, back to we we can't go on without mentioning the amazing maggie smith who plays grandma wendy and at the time that she played it she wasn't very old she was like maybe in her 50s but they made her look 100 oh my gosh, and now so... she looks 100 <laughs> that's <laughs> um, true from the Harry but Potter she's so films, great. like she's yeah. always great and everything. And yeah, more more recently from Harry Potter, I know her as Mother Superior from the Sister Act movies. You know, yeah. it's wherever you yeah. come from. Downton Abbey, Downton Down Abbey. Exactly. Yeah, but she uh, she is the one great. though. The one that still continues to baffle me, and I've 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 seen pictures of it and clips of it, and they talk about it. Is the one that is that when you get and you guys probably know this already. Is that when what is it like the introduction of Captain Hook, and there is somebody, there is one pirate that for some reason I don't even remember why they put him in the boo box. Oh yeah, where they put him in and they drop it, and that's actually Glenn Close wearing a beard, what? and I'm just like. <laughs> Exactly. I've watched that and looked at that and I'm like, what? 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 That is amazing. I have to go see that again because that's what exactly. that is a favorite scene. Yeah. Because I mean, some of the other ones, I mean, like, what's his name makes uh, um, from. Uh, uh, is that David Crosby? Oh, is David it, Crosby makes yeah. a cameo. Yeah, he, and he's great. Stuff like that. Yeah. But. Isn't there like Phil Collins? Yeah, he plays an inspector he, when like the yeah, kids are reported cop, missing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of weird cameos in this movie. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the boo box moment, that's just like, it's terrifying oh, yeah. and hilarious, you know? You know, when Hook's just like, you made a boo-boo. Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> Which, I box. do want to throw in, since we're on the Peter Pan, before we get into into the pitches and stuff like that, if you didn't get a chance to at least see the highlights of the live version of peter pan starring christopher walken oh my gosh it was it's like a train wreck where you you can't take your eyes off because he's not he's not captain hook he's just christopher walken really christopher walken is still like so watchable so the moments that like yeah those kind of moments he has one that made me think of it is that uh his final moment before captain hook has to walk the plank is what is it? He just you can tell it's completely improv. He walks up to some one of the lost boys, or maybe it's Michael that's holding the teddy bear. He walks up and he's like, Can I can I okay? And then he like pets the teddy bear and then he throws it over the side. <laughs> just randomly. It's wow. it's classic. We'll have adds to seek that to the out. Peter Pan story, I think. Yeah, now I, I will say I, I do have one little unique bit of trivia for myself. I actually in my youth dressed up both as Peter Pan and as Captain Hook. There's got to be some psychological issue there, but for <laughs> Halloween, I was Peter Pan. And then for a birthday party, I when Hook came out, I threw a Hook birthday party where I awesome. was Captain Hook and then all my friends dressed up as pirates. And we actually tried to perform like a play like that we we wrote together. It was a very strange birthday party. But, you know, I just, I, I couldn't get enough of it. You know, it was just like, 
every every bit thing about the movie just kind of brought me in. So but, I kind of feel like that would have been a normal birthday party for you. <laughs> no? That's my impression. You're not far off, sir. <laughs> oh. Well, so with that, though, uh, just real quick, if anybody has not uh, seen the film, we'll just give you the, the briefest of IMDb synopsis here because it is a very simple story. But this one is by Kenneth Chisholm. Says when Captain Hook kidnaps his children, an adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy. The end. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's pretty much it. And there's a lot of goofy comedy in between, but uh, and a whole lot of colored goo. I will I will give that to the movie. (laughs) They love their colored goo. It's It's just just frosting. Like any kid would want, instead of like an actual pie, you just get frosting. Right. That's (laughs) awesome. It's true. Oh, it's the best. And then eggs, you know, shooting pirates with eggs. That'll blind anybody. Apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right. Well, let's, I mean, that, that's the whole thing. Like, I feel like this film did pretty well. Like, it was a popular film in its day. So it seems kind of surprising that there wasn't a follow-up. But at the same time, Spielberg doesn't do a lot of sequels. I mean, true. even the Jurassic Park films he, you know, produced maybe, you know, but he didn't, he wasn't involved in directing. So, yeah. But I guess he's well, it wasn't like well reviewed. Like you know, it's a kids movie, so in some ways, like who cares? Like if kids like it, yeah. but yeah, it's just one of those things where it people seem to look back and be like, oh, what a low point for Steven Spielberg. Thank goodness he got to do Schindler's List, you know, <laughs> a few years later or whatever. But at the time, it was a passion project for him. He said he he said he felt like Peter Pan, but he felt like the old Peter Pan. Like he, huh. he was like, I've done, I've, I'm so, you know, committed to my career that I am away from my kids a lot. And when I am with them, a lot of times I get pulled off cause I have this other, you know, scene I have to shoot or whatever. So he said he, he actually really identified with both versions of Peter Pan. Cause like at the same time, I never grew up, so I'm still a kid at yeah. heart, you know? So like, I, I totally understand the character, which I thought was interesting. I, I you would think that he would be like, Oh no, I, I just did it for whatever reason, you know, I was I, you know, somebody thought it was a good idea, so I said yes. But no, I mean, he he was into it at the time. So, but uh, uh, Judy, do you want to start us off with your pitch? Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, I kind of went for like a prequel to Hook, which is still a sequel to the original book or play or whatever the original story of Peter Pan and so this takes place in between you know the original Peter Pan story and then you know before you know while Peter's growing up so um so I guess you could just call this Neverland would be the story but um so it takes place like basically right when um Peter leaves to go he decides to go grow up as we see flashbacks of in Hook um and that's I mean, that's not where the book ends, Peter Pan, but the book ends with all the lost boys leaving and Peter kind of intermittently comes back and sees Wendy and then she gets old and then he takes, you know, her granddaughter off. So, um, so, but this is after that. So he's, he's gone, he's left Neverland and the original lost boys are gone. They went and they grew up with Wendy essentially. And so Tinkerbell is kind of left behind in Neverland. Um, and... She, you know, it starts to, Neverland essentially starts to die um, without the power of Peter and without the, 
youthful spirit of the Lost Boys being there. So that's when the pirates really start to grow in numbers and when they start building kind of their little city complex that we see in Hook and the Indians that are a big part of the original story that aren't really in the in Hook, they leave Neverland. They kind of take off and, you know, just all those things that are in the original story that we don't really see, those things go away because Peter's not there. So you don't really see as many mermaids or, you know, there's no other fairies. The fairies start leaving and things like that. And so Tinkerbell decides she has to go get Peter back. So, but when she goes back to London or whatever, she already sees that he's grown up. Either he doesn't see her or doesn't recognize that she's there or something. But um, she decides instead that she's going to get a new crew of lost boys, um, even though there's no Peter Pan. And so that's when she, you would kind of see um, Pockets, Thud, um, those twins, kind of those lost boys that we see in Hook, that she recruits them from, you know, various places. We could have like a montage of her gathering up little wastrel lost boys you know street children taking them to neverland and she basically tries to recreate that society of lost boys that was there when peter was around so she trains them and tells them how to play and to fight and to you know just cause mayhem like lost boys would do but no matter what she tries she can't get any of them to fly like the whole art of flying is just gone um And so one of the things she does, you know, she says, well, you know, lost boys always fight pirates. So we're going to go and we're going to attack the pirates. We're going to sneak attack and it's going to be so cool. And so she gets them to go and they attack the pirates. And then we get to see Hook kind of basically just beat them handily, Hook at the pirates. And they capture most of the boys and just a couple of them escape and get back to um, the lost boys hideout with Tinkerbell and they're terrified. They just, you know, and she sees that, you know, what she's been trying to do hasn't worked because um, they don't have, like, a leader. Um, but she knows she can't leave those boys captured by the pirates. So she decides to go seek out help from the Indians. Um, and there's maybe just a few left. Um, I kind of view them as, like, the elves in Lord of the Rings where they're always like, oh, yes, we don't come into this fight. We're leaving these shores. And so that's kind of what their deal is. Um, And so she asks them for help, and they're kind of not into it. But there's one kind of – there's one boy there who kind of comes out of the shadows or whatever and says he will help. And he's kind of a reject among the Indians because he's um, he's the offspring of an Indian and a pirate who got together. So – um, and that would be Rufio. So we see him kind of before he is a Mr. Skunkhead with too much moose. He's just like, you know, kind of a lonely kid. So um, so he says he'll help her rescue the Lost Boys. So she brings him back. And he kind of gives, a, you know, like an inspiring speech or whatever to the Lost Boys who are not captured. And kind of whips them into shape. And then they go. And they're able to sneak attack and rescue their friends. And it kind of ends with us seeing, you know, Rufio as kind of the new head and the new life um, in Neverland. And, um, you know, that everything that was dying is kind of coming back. And so you have that youthful spirit there. Um, And then you could kind of maybe end with something about Hook and how he's maybe glad to have a worthy opponent again. But, you know, nothing's like the original Peter Pan. And so... 
um, yeah, so that's the prequel. Yeah, yeah, the the history of, of Rufio. That's pretty cool. I love that twist that he's he's part of the tribe, sort of. He's kind of halfway in between both worlds. That's that's pretty neat. So he is that misfit. I did. It's it's funny. I I I was listening to you talk about Tinkerbell like gathering up the other lot, the new crop of Lost Boys, and I was like, Tink can't let go. Everybody's just happy. They're moving on. And she's like, oh, there must be lost boys. There must be mm. violence against pirates. <laughs> but still, that that's the true nature, right? That's what they live for over there. So, no, that was cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, and you, I mean, I think it, you know, I mean, I guess I shouldn't comment on my own thing too much. But, <laughs> I mean, you do see that, like, in Hook is that she and Rufio have kind of kept things going and when Peter comes back, it's like, oh, good, he's back. We've been waiting for him. Like, you know, she never was, She never gave up that idea that Peter would come back and kind of, you know, take his place again in a way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she's not just doing nothing, waiting for that, but um, she's definitely kind of keeping up the status quo in a way. So the one thing I was just trying to remember here, so what was the what was the, the battle or the conflict towards the end? Who Was it just Hook again? Or, um, when they rescue the ones who got captured. Yeah, who who was doing the capturing? I guess is what I, it was. Just pirates in general. Yeah, the pirates and Hook. Okay. I don't. You can ask Jeff. Like, whenever there's a fight scene in a movie, I just kind of like have no memory, <laughs> of, so I don't even write them. It's like, yeah, they fight. You know, moving on. There, <laughs> so, there was some type of fighting taking place. Yeah, people were doing stuff. <laughs> so. Now I I will say um, my original pitch was what you just described not not as awesome as your story but i was originally <laughs> going for the i called it the rise of rufio and i was gonna tell oh, the whole wow. origin thing but i i was not happy with it i said this is not this is not what i loved about hook you know like this is this is not what made it fun for me um mm -hmm. so if you want to know about it maybe i'll post it on the website if anybody wants to see that lost pitch but my my pitch uh i i changed it here it's called hook Two, the neverland games okay so with hook and rufio dead and peter having passed the mantle of pan on to thudbutt things are about to change in neverland this is taking place one year after the events of the first film and thudbutt uh, thudbutt thudbutt is a benevolent but passive leader of the lost boys which has led to dissension in the ranks as the pirates have made several attacks on the lost boys home over the last 12 months with no retaliation planned by thud so he's tired of all the fighting and he just wants to bring peace between the kids and the pirates so Thud goes to offer his hand on friendship to these sea dogs, but they're having none of it. With uh, Smee is now their de facto leader in the absence of Hook. And so the scoundrels say that the fighting will continue unless the Lost Boys turn over Tinkerbell. And when Thud asks why they want Tink, Smee reveals that he was on a fact-finding mission at the end of the first film when Peter spotted him as a sanitation worker in the park. And in subsequent <laughs> visits to the mainland, he found that the pirates are all the rage. And so the pirates are planning <laughs> to get enough pixie dust to fly themselves to Hollywood and conquer the film industry and possibly get a Las Vegas act as the Flogan Flying Pirates in Neverland. So, 
Thudbutt yeah. refuses, obviously, to hand over Tink, and the angry pirates threaten to burn down their island. Seeing that the violence will continue forever, Tink puts her fairy dust on the line if the pirates agree to compete in a series of events she calls the Neverland Games, which uh, are based on these uh, trials that the native Neverland tribes or Indians uh, <laughs> used to pick their chiefs. So the pirates say they'll participate if it's played on new the neutral ground of Princess Tiger Lily's village. So both sides agree to show up in one week to play for the prize. Now Thudbutt is concerned that the Lost Boys are not organized enough to play as a team and win, as they've become kind of split into factions. There's the group that wants to fight, and then those that are kind of on, on the same wavelength as Thudbutt, they want to make peace with everybody. But Tink agrees to kind of whip them all into shape and help them become united again. So we see training montages of the Lost Boys and the Pirates practicing for these different events that are part of the Neverland games, uh, which include the Peril of the Pearl, which is where the player must dive down into the Mermaid Lagoon and steal a giant pearl from their clam orchards, which are heavily guarded by warrior mermaids. <laughs> there's a game called Neverball, which it's kind of like lacrosse mixed with basketball, but it's on bungee cords. So there's all the bouncing around and stuff. There's the Crocodile Creek Jump, which is uh, basically a group pole vault over croc-infested waters. There's <laughs> the uh, Neverbug Boogaloo, which is the uh, a, a competitor. That basically, it's the winner is the competitor who holds the most Neverbugs in their pants. <laughs> and then the final trial is called Hangman's Tree Climb, and uh, a gigantic—it's a gigantic tree that supposedly contains a treasure at the top, but the tree is sentient, and the living branches of like hung, greedy pirates who have attempted to mm. claim it over the years, you know, so it attacks and defends itself. So when the the event finally arrives, the day of the Neverland Games, the pirates have quite a collection of athletic. Pirates, you know, who are bigger, faster, and stronger, but they're also dumber than the Lost Boys. So there's lots of, like, comedic attempts are made by both sides to win each of the events. And when it finally gets to the hangman's tree climb, uh, the Lost Boys and Pirates are tied. And the reason the Lost Boys failed to just kind of sweep the events is just due to them not working together. So they basically, they would have totally won, but they were still not united. So after a pep talk from Tinkerbell, the boys enter the final event ready to win as a team. Team, and they're avoiding the deadly branches and hanging pirate corpses and Thudbutt and his team, you know, finally make it to the top and win. But they realize the reason they won is because the pirates decided to kidnap Tinkerbell and her pixie dust while they were making the climb. So now the boys are, you know, they got to go save Tink and everything. And they find that the treasure at the top of the tree was actually the egg of a baby dragon who helps them <laughs> chase Whoa. the flying pirate ship and then send it crashing into the ocean. So in the end, the Lost Boys all rally behind Thudbutt, who says each of them will take turns being the pan each year so they can have different types of leadership. And then during the closing credits, we see that Smee has resigned himself to producing his own movies in Neverland and is a frustrated director trying to get the other pirates to give decent performances. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, the Neverland games. 
Neverland games. What was the what was the Boogaloo one? <laughs> Never bug Boogaloo. Never bug Boogaloo. Now is that a dance or is it just how well, long? Well, that, 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 that's why the Boogaloo is that there's definitely dancing taking place when you got a bunch of bugs in your pants. So, <laughs> so that was kind of the idea is that it would be like this ridiculous, you know, uh, gyrations taking place. But, um, but I like that you would get to see like through the games, like different parts of Neverland, different magical things, but also like silly, you know, cause that's how, that's how Hook was where when they were like training Peter, you know, they were like, you know, oh, well, here's where you gotta, you know, you got to pretend to eat food like that's stupid, but it's just right. kind of it goes with, you know, being a kid and being silly. And so it wouldn't be like, oh, well, we're going to actually like just run a race. You know, it'd be these magical parts of Neverland. So I think that's kind of fun. To yeah. Like because that's, that, that that's what I was saying. If I looked at what I loved from Hook, I mean, like they just had so many different games, right, that they that they all played and the different types of activities they were all participating in and, you know, different moments. So I was like, you just got to got to have all these different events that people are going through. Now, in, yeah. the, in the book, Judy, like, is there is there much in other parts? Like, because I know there's like a map, which is where I got all those locations, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but, but is there did they visit like all the different parts of Neverland in the book? Or is it pretty much just like, you know, kind of the Jolly Roger out in the Pirate Bay or whatever in the Mermaid Lagoon and that's it? Um, yeah, the Mermaid Lagoon features in the book and the pirate ship. Um, there's much more about the Lost Boys like hideout um, and Wendy's house that you see, like the, the house that they build. But what the thing is in the book is that they explain that every child has Neverland in their mind and every child's Neverland is different. And oh. so they describe how Wendy's um, Neverland has a lot of mermaids, but Michael's has the pirates. Like, And so the Neverland that they actually visit kind of is, the combination of the three darling children's Neverland. Cause in the book, when they arrived, they're like, Oh look, Michael, there's the, you know, there's your canoe that you live under when you go to Neverland in your oh. mind. And Oh look, Wendy. And so that's kind of why without, I mean, it can be anything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, so there's the parts we haven't seen or whatever, but that's, you know, it, we could, you could make up anything, any, Anything you want to put in Neverland could feasibly be there if someone imagined it. So good work, Mr. J.M. Barry, Johnny Depp. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Neverland, anyone? Huh? That's a pretty good movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Jeff. What do you have for us? <laughs> uh, well, I, it's I, initially I did actually have a, a a sequel, but as we've been talking, I I I, I feel like I, I need to stick to my guns and pitch a reboot is um, I think I, I would pitch um, to reboot Hook um, and to do it darker and to actually have it be about Hook. Um, so what I would do is I would reboot, uh, start with um, uh, a little bit before the movie actually starts originally. Where So in this one, it would start with um, Captain Hook kind of like after Peter has left uh, that um, he decides to take over that now all of a sudden Peter's not there to oppose him. So he's able to, you know, attack the 
Indians, and so there would be some scenes of him, you know, them attacking the Indians and taking them down and everything like that. Meanwhile, the Lost Boys, Rufio appears, and so uh, the, the Lost Boys kind of start to devolve into almost more like a modern street gang. So there's a little bit more kind of thuggish uh, uh, approach to the Lost Boys. Um, but that also, they have lost an interest in, it's not the same, it's not like a, an even battle, because again, they have different approaches. Now you've got pirates that are still being pirates, but now you've got these Lost Boys that again are kind of more of a gang. So sometimes they're more into like their skateboards than they are into, uh, you know, fighting with pirates. So Hook has really lost that um, uh, that competition, and uh, I mean the thing that I love about the whole Peter Pan thing is that Captain Hook is the like is supposed to be the quintessential adult, and that's the reason that. Uh, the the crocodile is constantly chasing him, and because it's got this ticking clock in him, symbolizing adults that are constantly being chased by time. So that whole thing, like I I love in the movie where they they uh, um, they show his obsession with clocks and destroying clocks. So I would love to kind of, that's how we're starting off where he does hunt down and he kills the crocodile. He gets all of these clocks and yet he still can't beat time. So that that's what leads him and probably through Smee's suggestion that what you need to do, like your final accomplishment, you have to defeat Peter Pan. You have to find a way and so then they have to figure out a way to break into our reality, kidnap Peter Pan's children, bring him back. And so it would be going on with that same that same plot from Hook, but instead we're more focused on what Hook is doing um, as opposed to what Peter Pan is doing. So there would be shots of Peter Pan being trained. Again, I would want it to be darker and a little bit more, you know, heavier as far as the training, less cartoonish and more kind of like there would have to still be. I mean, there's still that it is still Peter Pan, um, so it would still have to be. He needs to find his happy thoughts and blah 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 blah. Uh, but that's kind of a minor thing because we're more focused on Hook. And so um, focused more, I would get, I would love to see it get a little bit edgier because let's be honest, Adam, you kind of brought up some of that, uh, like that monologue that he has about the parents secretly hating their children. And I think the thing that makes that monologue so powerful is there's a lot of truth to it. Not sure. that parents actually hate their children, but this idea that like, before you were born, your parents' life was so much simpler. Like, they didn't have to worry about a crying baby. That's true. Not to say that they resent you, but there's a certain level of... And to get a little bit more into that, that he's poisoning these children's brains with this idea because he's the adult that wants the the attention. He wants, you know, we're, we're doing that both sort of a thing like that. Ultimately leading to that final confrontation where... Um, Peter shows up and Peter proves kind of like all of these things that he's poisoned him. He proved that, yeah, like adults are not perfect and parents are not perfect, but like, you know, they still love their children and Peter still loves his children. And so he's still like willing to, you know, fight for them and sacrifice for them, which is something that, you know, Hook can't deal with. So they end up battling none of this getting swallowed by the, statue of the 
alligator the nonsense. Dead <laughs> exactly. Instead, what would almost be better is that because that's the other thing too in the in the thing, the crocodile, which doesn't make any sense in the original, where the crocodile has the broken clock in its mouth, and somehow the clock falls out, and then it turns its head down and then like swallows him or whatever. But that defeats the point. The clock fell out of its mouth. Instead, the clock should like fall on him or something <laughs> like that. Well, he trips over it. Yeah, yeah but that's not that's not the same. Well, the so funniest part about, about that is just he just poofs. He doesn't necessarily get yeah. eaten. He just disappears yeah. in the dust. Who knows what happens? Could be but anywhere. Very this, idea, yeah. this idea of like yeah, and and I would love again since that ultimately landing on that same sort of a thing going back to um, death of a salesman, that same sort of like a culmination where it's not so much that hook is defeated and hook die. Well, it's not so much that he dies, although he probably should. It's more this idea of realizing that all that he's strived for and all that he's worked for and all, like all of it amounts to nothing. Like that's the ultimate, like, it, so it's not exactly. I mean, I guess we're not that sad. <laughs> Bring the kids, have some fun. It's hook well, two. But that's the point. Death I mean, of like, a pirate. Yeah, that's his whole suicidal sort of a um, thought process. Is this idea that yeah, that like his whole. Well, I think maybe it's even more so. His whole quest to defeat time. That's what like doesn't happen. You can't like you can't defeat time and. Um, then to kind of like the happy ending that you would put on it, even though I want it to go darker, I still like the idea of having that happy ending where it's Peter essentially learning the lesson from Hook, this idea that, no, you can't defeat time, so you need to embrace it. So that's why he does return back to his normal life that will eventually end. And I would love the, this idea of him, you know, growing old and reading the story to his children as he's, you know old and on his deathbed or something like that where it's kind of this bittersweet sort of an ending uh justin's not here but the darkness remains thanks Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no and the truth is i'm already seeing the casting for yours jeff kevin spacey is captain hook that would be <laughs> he, he could embody all that darkness <laughs> that we want <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah. i do love that that long hair that wig that uh dustin hoffman had i think on, honestly even well i mean now he's too old but dustin hoffman would have still done a great job if we would have given and maybe he wouldn't be so embarrassed yeah he could have given himself him in his own eyes because yeah. that's the ironic thing too is that that's the same he played that character in death of a salesman like that was he he played he played willie loman in on on not only on Broadway but also in the film too, so yeah. Well, yeah. no. So, but I, I definitely see what you're saying that it could be because you're right. I mean, obviously, like we've stated, the original film is a children's film, so it is it is yeah. pretty silly in some parts, and right. and it's also dated just by the time. Like some of the effects are not great, you know, and so you know you could update a hook and make it make it a little uh, more contemporary, a little little deeper in those undertones like you're saying get well and it's it's because it's the funny thing where now i mean it seems like they've done because what they just released that peter pan movie just what last year i guess yeah with hugh jackman yeah yeah. they've which i guess was a prequel and they've done several trying to make it a darker edgier peter pan which for me that seems opposite where it's like peter pan should not be darker because peter pan is this story of the endless child so it's it's like 
making a movie like Hook was about Peter Pan is wonderful. But if we're going to make a, book, a, a movie about Hook, that should be darker. Right. And so I don't want to go that route. Like, yeah, like it looks like Hugh Jackman went with those. Or I mean, Hugh Jackman didn't make the movie, but uh, I blame him for it, though. Uh, <laughs> going in that direction. But yeah, just more of that idea of, of the inner psyche of of Captain Hook and yeah, the endless adult. De- yeah, deconstructing yeah. a villain. Yeah. I will say about that new Peter Pan film, though, the one thing that really caught me where I was like, wait, what are they doing here? Is all like the pirates and everybody, they chant Nirvana lyrics and they chant Ramones okay. lyrics. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, that's like they're. Okay, their, we need to watch that. Yeah, you need to check it out because it's, it's pretty. You're, it's just out of nowhere. It doesn't fit with the rest of the film because it's the rest of the film, you don't know if it's contemporary. Is it a period piece? It's kind of in a dreamy in between state but that part comes up you're like what so (laughs) it's pretty fun but yeah Yeah. so but yeah so obviously um we kind of have this scenario where we're we're in three different directions we have pre-trilogy yeah we have actual sequel then we have reboot reboot and and then a prequel yeah so i I don't know for me i feel like because again that was especially from my perspective of making it the like the 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 concept and the 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 title of the movie and stuff like true to that but i feel like true to the film that actually was made i feel like a lot of the elements of yours adam like again it captured some of that cartoonish feel to it Mm -hmm. where i feel like there's a lot like if i was going to since we already have this movie that's already been made and we want to make another thing like it i would feel like yours is closest to the heart of what of what that was all about yeah, and I, I feel like, because I, I, like I said, I originally started with the idea of a, a Rufio prequel, cause I, or a Rufio origin story, because I really believe people want to see that, because he was like Ugh, the breakout character. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I, but I, I wonder if we can't take, like, you know, the elements of, of Judy's to just say, okay, you know, here's kind of the basic premise of what's happening and the section where she said an action happens, blah, 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 blah. Maybe we just <laughs> drop in my Neverland games to the action part. Um, well, I feel think, like, yeah, I feel like, cause that's the one thing that wasn't in hook, which was in both of yours that I feel like could, is the element of the, 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 the I don't know. They're not really native Americans. They're, I don't know what they are. They're Indian is the only yeah. name I can come up with, but the, the tribes, uh, Tiger Lily's tribe, like, wasn't in that. I think, were they in a shot at least? No, not at all. There's, not at all? I, even, I'm sure I mean, it just, yeah. that was like the beginning of political correctness exactly. in 1991, so you were it's, not It's a very putting, awkward. Yeah. Well, it's it, the same thing in the that. musical, which they thankfully, didn't they cut out? They added something in. They made musical. up a, they changed the song. Right. I what think? makes the red man red? Yeah, because that's not going to fly. It's not terribly corrupt. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I think in Hook, the only reference you have to the Indians, which I guess it's, a, I feel weird calling them Indians because, again, I'm trained not to call them Indians. Right. But again, they're not Native Americans or Native anything. They're they're just imaginary people that Barry called Indians. So I'll just keep calling them Indians. But um, yeah, in Hook, there's just this one little line where hook says oh i'm sick of killing indians and lost boys mm. and then but you never see the indians so hopefully he didn't kill them all like yeah but um 
I don't know. So, yeah, but they're but, a big part of the book. So yeah, the original. A, yeah, they really are. And, and I think that was just such a key creation to say that that Rufio kind of came from the tribe by by you know by way of some some intermixing. Who was his mom? You said again, Judy. Um, I just said that he was like the son of a pirate and an Indian who had gotten Indian, together okay. at some point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is cool. I, th- I think that's neat. So yeah. So his mom probably is part of the tribe and then the pirate would be a, a dude that came and went and took off back to the life of adventure. But, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you could very easily just have, you know, okay, Peter's gone. Peter left. Now where do the lost boys go from there? And they, you know, they kind of have their struggles and they're fighting the pirates and everything that's happening. Tink is trying to kind of recruit the new the new batch, you know, which is fine because, you know, obviously even back then, if, if they had made it like two years after the original, all those kids would have been too old for the most part. Like right. they, they couldn't have played the kids anymore. That's just the way it goes. So it gives you a chance to recast, get all the new younger group in. And then from there, like I say, you know, Rufio joins the group he becomes the leader and then now the pirates that, that's what i'm saying like so they probably don't want to go to hollywood and and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get into the pictures but uh, i feel like they could there there could be some MacGuffin that they want and so that they're willing to fight over it they basically say well okay we'll leave you alone lost boys if yeah. you know you defeat well, us in these games or whatever i mean i like your idea of um I mean, I kind of see it like, one, a lot of the game stuff could be part of the Lost Boys. Like, either whenever Rufio comes, he's whipping them into shape so they're playing these games, like, to do that. But also, like, I like how you had the pirates kidnap Tinkerbell. Like, I think that makes sense. So maybe it could be that they kidnap Tinkerbell, and then that's where the conflict comes, where they have to either fight the pirates or compete against them and these various tasks yeah. because yeah. I think it would be realistic that they would want a fairy or at least the fairy that was Peter Pan's fairy, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that revenge from hook or whatever he would be doing now that Peter is gone. Kind of like, well, if I get her, maybe I can find Peter or. Yeah. Well, know, for what, like what if, we, what, and I, I guess you kind of were, were touching on this already, but like, what if, to, what if the 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 tribe has Tiger Lily's tribe has like um, has something that both of them want, and so they have to do the games to compete for it. Okay, mm. interesting. So that way, it's the it's it's that and that lets us introduce then Tiger Lily's tribe uh, as like they're the ones that are putting on these challenges. And then that way, it does make it a little bit lighter. But I mean, you can have the 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 the, the um, pirates cheating and you know doing all that sort of stuff like that. Um, well, and I think what it should be is that yeah, like it's a treasure that's like supposedly this amazing treasure. So the pirates say, yeah, we'll give you back Tinkerbell because they have kidnapped her. We'll give her back if you win and you know give us the treasure. Uh, you know, like type of thing. But if we win, we get to keep both type thing. So they're like, ah, win, win for us, boys. You know. Well, what if what if they do like what if it's like a what if it's like a that what if they lose like they lose the challenges and then kid or like they lose it almost intentionally so that they can kidnap Tinkerbell. 
Hmm. And so, so then it, it that continues on like like it was almost like a like a like a fake or whatever. Like they didn't actually want to compete. Their real goal was Tinkerbell. Okay, so like in mine where there's kind of it's a distraction while right. Tinkerbell is being is being kidnapped. Now, Jeff, I, I think that works. The one thing I don't think we need to throw away your your darker hook introspective thing either, because I think that those scenes could definitely be happening uh, again where he's, you know, he and Smee are having their talks, but just this time it is taken a little bit more seriously and it's not See, as comical. Wait, are we doing a prequel after all? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, 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 oh. still, we could still make it a prequel because okay. that, you know, because well, I, I was thinking if we don't, if we do it a sequel mm-hmm. and now you've got the, the pirates that are run by Smee now, like Smee would be a goofier captain. And so it would be like they wouldn't be as like we could get away with doing a, a sillier movie. I see. Like, well, it what, what it could be is that, you know, it could be that space where Hook gets his hand. Because, uh, Judy, in the book, uh, does Hook get eaten by the crocodile or is it just his hand? Because in Hook, he says the boy who chopped off my hand and fed it to the crocodile. But at the end of the stage play, the musical, doesn't Hook get eaten? Um... I don't remember now. Because in the Disney <laughs> film, he just gets chased away by the crowd. Right. He, he runs across the water. I think he probably you know? gets eaten. Okay. But, but, but my, my thought is that, like, Hook is gone for this period of the film, presumed dead. And Smee takes over. So it's not a sequel to Hook. It is still a prequel to Hook, but a sequel to Peter Pan. And then maybe at the huh. very end, Hook comes back. Like after the pirates have been oh, okay. defeated and they're with losers no and yeah, with no hand and then oh wait no he would because he, he already lost his hand in Peter Pan I get what you're saying yeah, okay. yeah. so but, but he's gone well, yeah that makes sense because like if it's the prequel so Neverland is dying or whatever mm-hmm. and Hook is gone so the pirates are leaderless the Lost Boys are leaderless you have Smee running things on one side and Tinkerbell on the other side so it is kind of like once Rufio shows up and kind of becomes the leader, then somehow that magic would call to hook or something. He's like, Oh, like there's someone there again. I can fight. So he fashions a hook and yeah. Come <laughs> and that's the question. Did we want hook to come back towards that whole, like steel Tinkerbell, all of that? Or is he just come back at the very end and we see the hooks back and taking charge. And then that leads in, to the you know hook proper uh later later on down the road like so hook's not really in this movie as much then if we go that route he -hmm. just is kind of like the guest appearance at the end leading into you know the next film do you want hook in the whole thing or do you want (laughs) to show up at the end i don't know well because it's all well except for no the one thing is is that which again I I I I I will yield, but I will repeat my objection to Rufio is one of the worst <laughs> characters ever created in cinema. Um, but in the movie, they do point out that like apparently Hook and Rufio have had a rivalry for a while. Yeah. So they are familiar with each other. So it doesn't mean I mean like the way around that is that you just leave a little bit of a gap, so you can't. If this is a prequel, you can't leave it off like where they're coming up with the plan to go steal Peter Pan's children because then you would need more time for this rivalry to develop. Mm -hmm. Well, what about um, because, again, I think like 
I don't necessarily love going dark usually, but the the themes that Jeff had in his story are definitely in Peter Pan. Like they're kind of not subtle undertones, but they're there. Like they're definitely there. So what if it's not that Hook is totally gone it's just that he's kind of withdrawn into this deep dark kind of depression Mm, like peter oh wait where are we oh yeah peter pan is gone his life has no meaning and so he's basically just sitting in his room kind of like contemplating death constantly and smee is like i'm in charge i guess but he'll go back and ask him like oh please come back you know because he knows he's not worthy and so it's not until so we could have those scenes where he's mulling over those things and it's obsessively, you know, smashing clocks. And then it's not until maybe when Rufio's kind of really showing his Rufio-ness that Smee is like, they have a leader now, like someone who is worthy of you kind of spurs him out. So then you kind of can have a big battle between Rufio and Hook. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that works fine. Like you say, so he's there, but he's just in the background and, and he is incapacitated by his his grief and his lack of purpose, yeah. He's think- like Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now, oh, just gosh. like in the dark, <laughs> squeezing water onto Overweight his head. Overweight and making up his lines. Muttering. Not from yeah. the island of Dr. Moreau with a, a pot on his <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <laughs> oh, well. So no, I, I yeah, I I'm excited about that that concept. I think that sounds like a lot of fun actually, just to again, I don't know. I just Rufio getting the moment, I love Hook still dealing with his darkness. I like the fact that we get all the, the fun and games and also to see to see Smee in charge on some Yeah, more level Smee is good. Is good. Yeah. Now so now the the question is then if if we've got our basic, you know, plot in place, what is the casting situation because i think i don't i don't want to call it a reboot but i think it would be a modern day film probably a modern day sequel since all you know a lot of those actors unfortunately you know are are either not around or too old or whatever uh so like you know the first question is obviously we don't have to have a pan so you know rest in peace robin williams we don't have to uh recast there but um what what are we thinking for Hook? Do you think we bring back Dustin Hoffman, like you said, Jeff? Do we ask him, "Hey, this is your moment"? Oh, that's to not. Play it's it never going to happen. Not a not a chance. <laughs> heck, no way. But if no. this is fantasy anyway, we can just say he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, right? but it's I don't know. I like a little bit more reality than that. I mean, that's it's a shoe in. It's like, yeah, I, I can't imagine <laughs> anything that would be more of an automatic than Dustin Hoffman saying no to <laughs> It's like. My goodness. Yeah. Um, now, what about Kev- my Kevin Spacey suggestion? Is that too yeah, serious? See, is that too- normally, but now with this, where it seems like Hook is now somewhat of a minor character, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, it's, I could almost, and this is, this seems so crazy, especially because of his recent movies, but for some reason, I can't put, um, oh shoot, now of course I've forgotten his name, uh, 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 I always want to call him Gabriel Byrne, but it's not, it's, What's the guy from Olympus Has Fallen? Um, who's and three hundred? Clive Owen. Oh, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Oh, okay. For some reason, I'm picturing Gerard. Maybe it's because of his Phantom of the Opera. That's probably what it is. He was very mopey as the Phantom, because mm. as he's supposed to be. <laughs> but for some reason, I just see him giving him a shot of making a 
<laughs> it's funny to call this a less cheesy movie than he's used <laughs> to doing, but. Yeah, that, that's mm. an I don't interesting know. That's a pretty way to go. good. Yeah, I can see him with pirate garb. On. Exactly, and you give him that. You give him like some facial hair and that long hair, and yeah. Well, this would be someone. Well, I, he might be too young, but I think it might be just maybe too creepy. Also, but Edward Norton, hmm. like a skinny, yeah, creepy. See, when in doubt, Edward Norton, I feel like, other than he's apparently a pain to work with, yeah. I used to think he can do just about anything. Um, he, is a, he, he used to be one of the most versatile actors in Hollywood before no one wanted to work with him anymore. Is he too young, though? No, not now. He's not so young yeah, anymore. He's, he's, he's he looks kind of young, though. But, I mean, you, but, you know, makeup, prosthetics, whatever, I, I think they could do a pretty good job on him where he could really you know just yeah dig deep into the role and just really feel it well, it's almost like although it's kind of because he was the good guy did you guys see uh kingdom of heaven heard yeah. of it didn't the, see it the thing about the the crusades he's actually uncredited he's the king of jerusalem and he doesn't he, he wears a mask during the entire thing oh. but he's very i mean again he's the good guy in that so it's different but for some reason it seems kind of similar because he's very reclusive and and subtle. Hmm. So who knows? Uh, I don't see. Yeah. So Gerard Butler, or are we going with our our most recent suggestion? Who do we think has got it? I like Edward nah. Norton. Like I, he I, doesn't have like the voice. Yeah, he, that's you know, true. The voice is is nice. Yeah, and he doesn't have. I feel like he doesn't have the star power right now. I think he, his star really has fallen. So and, and but Gerard Butler is like just enough of a name where nobody hates him, but no, he's nobody's favorite. <laughs> okay. I think so. It. He gets plenty of mean tweets about his crappy movies. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does make poor choices. <laughs> but they love him as the Phantom. My wife loves, I'll just tell you, she and her, her roommates in college, they were all about the Phantom and the cape. So when we when we were dating, <laughs> she was telling me, she's like, that cape is so sexy. So I created a character that had a cape that I wooed her with. So I'm just oh. saying, it's it works. So Gerard Butler has got something going on there. So just give him a hook with a cape. No, no problem there. Um, okay, but that's good. Gerard Butler. Now, as far as, I mean, uh, Tinkerbell in this case, it, Julia Roberts would actually probably do it now that I think I, about it. I bet she would yeah. come back. I mean, she and did I that. think that would be a good, like, a good connection to the original. Yeah. Other than the fact that if she's going to ask for twenty million again, then I would just say. <laughs> I, I that's the thing. I think she's so beyond. Like that was like at the peak of her career. It's true. Like it now was. she's at a place where she's like, ah, oh, I'm Hollywood royalty, and I just do fun little projects here and there. I think she got top billing for that movie too. Yeah, I the, think her name was first. Oh wow! The yeah, only problem is that she is older now. So it doesn't it doesn't mm. quite fit. So it's kind of like it would be great to have her. They could de-age her, but I think she would take offense to that. Yeah. So uh. so I wonder if she's not actually the right choice. Is my my yeah. rethinking of this? Because Tinkerbell, although I mean, mm. when you give her the light around her, yeah, she's can't. glowing. Yeah, soft, soft. Well, she's got that lens. little red pixie wig. Yeah, which she that doesn't necessarily parts. have to have because mm-hmm. Tinkerbell can change her hair. You sure. know, she's a woman. She could have different hair. <laughs> but that's like, and she did when she wore that dress. And yeah. yeah. Human. But that's kind of, that's the, and that's the thing I was thinking about too, for a lot of kids, like 
Peter Pan is not nearly as popular as Tinkerbell. I mean, yeah. Tinkerbell has oh, had yeah. her movies and had her like. So you kind of brand to... unto herself. Well, exactly. that's why I was thinking with Tinkerbell. I was thinking of somebody who, uh, an actress who has come up a lot on the podcast, and I've always shot her down. But now this is the perfect role: is Amanda Seyfried. I think she'd be great because she has that cartoony look. She to does. Her. She does. And I, she I was thinking have those big eyes. Yeah. I was thinking of Chris, Kristen Bell. Hmm. That's true because Seems. you got to have somebody who's a little bit sassy, a little bit headstrong. Right. Yeah. She does have a pixie look. Right. already i was thinking emma stone <laughs> which i don't think she has a pixie voice or anything but she does have the but and, and, and the sassiness is the only thing well it depends because tinkerbell well no tinkerbell is sassy isn't oh, she? she's she sassy. really she's yeah. very sassy so but i don't yeah, know they, they i think toned her down what what would be great though for marketing Kristen bell tinkerbell huh See, oh. I think it just it just sits perfectly on your on your tongue there, Kristen Bell. Yeah, is you Tinker just have Bell. to put on the posters from Frozen, Kristen Bell, and there you go. You have everyone. Yeah, hey, play into it as much as you can. So, can we go with Kristen on this? Does she get it? Yeah, I think that'd be good. Kristen is Tink. Sorry, Julia Roberts. <laughs> she could appear in in a in a some type of end credit scene. She can pull a Glenn Close and be a pirate. That's true. <laughs> that would be can, awesome. She could be the one with the bugs in her pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then the next is like Rufio. So who's the new Rufio? And I wonder if that just has to be an unknown again, kind of like the original. Might as well. Or I mean, who's been in a Disney movie or a Disney TV show lately? Yeah, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of somebody who has foreign flavor sorry folks but the four, the, you know you because you got to have somebody who has that exotic look to them and i'm right. trying to think of an actor right now you know who could who could pull something like that off but also because well, essentially see, has to be the, the leading too. man so so who would that be yeah because that and that's the thing with again and that could be part of my things is i think uh, my apologies to what's his name that actually played rufio but he had like six lines, and I don't think he delivered any of them particularly oh, well. Oh, come on. Looky, looky. And... I got hooky. That's, oh, a, that's a great dumb. line. <laughs> oh, I get chills and not in a good way. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, so, yeah. So, you would want to, uh, for me personally, I'd like to have somebody that could actually like say a line or two and make it sound like good. Uh but well, yeah, I think an unknown would make a lot of sense, mm -hmm. and that way it's it's more of a surprise too. I'm trying to think if there's like a child actor who would like be grown up now, who would be old enough to play. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody who like we remember as a little kid, but now he's you know an adult trying to to cut his teeth and in, in more mature roles. But nobody's mm -hmm. really jumping out at the moment, unless like my first thought was one of the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> but I'm like no 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 uh, no acting they chops need to there. Look yeah, Camp I Rock mean, doesn't count. They're supposed if they're supposed to be half pirate and half Tiger Lily's tribe, then yeah. Because the other person that came to mind, I was like, what about Jason Momoa? But he's Aquaman. He's too he's, buff and old now. Conan. Yeah, he's like 30, 40 something. Yeah, so that doesn't work. But oh well, yeah. We'll just go with an unknown. We'll we'll do that that casting call and we'll find our our new Rufio. Yeah. And I think that would, for me, that would be the same then for all of the Lost Boys. Is, yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's what casting calls are for. 
Although I think it'd be fun somehow. I don't know. Like, is it, it feels like you want to get maybe the old Lost Boys back playing some pirates or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be right. fun. They're, that all, they're be. all getting their cameos in. I mean, not that everybody's waiting to see who they are, but, you know, original Rufio could come back, maybe. And uh, Although it is kind of the same thing then, too, though, that, well, it would, it would, metaphorically, it would be kind of the sad commentary on the eternal children turning into the eternal adults who don't <laughs> want to, like, are resentful of their former selves. Oh, wow. That's kind of sad. But Ooh, that's deep. It's true. <laughs> Yes, definitely. So um, something for the critics to chew on, so that they won't be so upset like they were with the first one. This is fluff. Well, this is garbage. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and is there anybody else? S- oh, Smee. Smee. Yeah. We need a Smee. You know who I was oh. thinking is is Nick Frost. I think. Oh, he, oh he my god. Give us a good Smee, man. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. So awesome. He's no got other, it. No is Bob Hoskins dead? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Unfortunately. All right. <laughs> we talked about her in our Roger Rabbit episode. It's too oh, bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think I think that that's a, a pretty good cast there. Other than I'm I'm just trying to think if there was any anybody else we discussed, but I think those are the main you know people who. I would I would want to do like and again if it was an unknown. It would be it would be fine to have, but um, my for uh, I I like that the leader of the tribe should be Tiger Lily. Hmm, uh, yeah. But that would be the big thing is is that and you know Hollywood gets such a well not a bad rap because they do it to themselves. Um, but for casting non. Um, ethnic people to play an ethnic role yeah. so like the worst thing of it let's have emma stone be no 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 you, you yeah, get somebody there's plenty of you know actors of the correct ethnicity to to, mm-hmm. to play that and i think that would be okay yeah. now the only thing i hope that we get out of this should it should it all come together is that Neverball picks up you know, as as much as uh, Quidditch has. So there's, there's real <laughs> never ball leagues and people are out there on bungee cords with lacrosse staffs and basketball <laughs> hoops and they are just living it up. Of course, if Jeff had his way, we'd have the, the never bug boogaloo competitions on YouTube. It'd be <laughs> you the, min- the new minute to win it. <laughs> I want to see the, I don't remember what you called the tree, but oh yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like it'll be a really cool sequence. Which the one... And I think you already you already agreed on nixing it, but that was my one thought with 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 your part, Adam, with the pirates wanting to go to Hollywood. <laughs> that, that's, that's a little too meta, I think, for Hook. Possibly. Although, but they were kind of doing is, that, yeah. Like, cause they had where they, you know, Jack taught them baseball, and then they were like, baseball, we're doing it full on. So I kind of like that there could be something that they pick up somewhere where they're like oh we're doing that now and it's just this weird neverland version of something that is in our right. world now that i bought yeah exactly and they maybe they do it wrong like that could even be like you said with what was the one that was like lacrosse and basketball yeah that was never ball they could yeah. they could call it oh that's never ball they could like yeah they could they could think that that was like because that's their what they thought basketball looked like or something like that maybe it's like I don't know, the Olympics or something, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to come up with their own Olympics. That that could be interesting, actually, is, yeah, the 
But that's the only thing is like it only works if you have an outsider from the real world kind of telling them, hey, look, this there's this thing that exists called this and then they yeah. interpret it wrong or, or, or shoot people. <laughs> while yeah. playing the no 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 bad fall <laughs> but okay and then i mean as far as poster art um who i mean is rufio gonna be our focal point in this uh, i mean again he is gonna essentially I mean, we have to have a star and ultimately it is kind of about his rise um but at the same time it's kind of like tinkerbell sharing the spotlight too yeah. so i i, I kind of picture like I don't know. It's almost like a like a like a that that and maybe Hook did the same thing, but like that that style of art with like like the Goonies did, where it kind of looks like a cartoon, but it's like realistic, or or like Indiana Jones. You know that style of of mm-hmm. artist. I don't know what you call and, that. And where it's kind of a collage where you have the different scenes kind of taking place. Kind of. I was kind of more picturing like where you would have, I guess, Rufio's face on one side and then you'd have to have Hook because you can't have another pirate on the other side. And then, yeah, in between having like having Neverland, essentially. And then, yeah, you could do different scenes of like so you do get to see because, again, like you kind of mentioned is that Hook did take us to a lot of places in Neverland. We got to see the mermaids. We got to see, you know, all those different stuff like that. Um, And then. You know, this would then take it a step further. We get to see even more of Neverland. So, I mean, would you want the poster to almost kind of be a Neverland map, but a Neverland map that is showing the scenes taking place? You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, so, so it's like where it is the Mermaid Lagoon or whatever, you'd actually have the mermaids drawn down there. And then above you have the pirates in the area that's the pirate cove and so on and so forth not like topographical i'm not saying like that but i'm just saying the way that all the images are organized is kind of the way the map and then maybe we always do this we always love to have our lenticular posters you know where you can see just like (laughs) the neverland map that it turns into all the photos of everybody or you know just two different uh you know poster types uh something like that okay Okay. Because I don't like yeah, it's like you do have hook in it because I like Judy's title just calling it Neverland. So it's not necessarily a sequel to Hook because it is a prequel. Right. But it, but it right. fits in the canon. Um exactly. so so I feel like you don't have to have to have hook prominently, but well, we just, just know like he's the there. hook shape somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like almost a shadow casting on everything that, that could work. He's there but he's not necessarily like in front and center. Yeah. I, don't I also like the idea, like, I, I'm thinking more like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, th- I don't know if impressionist is really the word, but I like the idea of, like, Tinkerbell, like, just her silhouette, but, like, glowing really bright with, like, colors and things. And then you have a Rufio silhouette in the middle, like, kind of raising up the sword, you know? It's, but you can see his hair. You know it's Rufio because of the hair, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> just raise it up his sword. And then you kind of, yeah, on the out, outer lying areas is where you see Hook, is where you see the different pirates and, and maybe the different games. So you'd see, like, the tree and you'd see a couple other things just on the periphery, but just giving you hints of, of what's to come. Mm. Anything? <laughs> Might be too <laughs> I busy. I think that's good. It's hard for me to picture yeah. anything anyway. So. so. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think I think this is one of those movies that like 
it's always like the interpretation of Peter Pan is there's there's so many different versions and there's TV shows and everything else. Christopher Walken starring stage productions. <laughs> you can really go anywhere you want with it. And like Judy's point from the book, right? Neverland is what you want it to be. You know, yeah. everybody yeah. has their own version of it. So as much as it's in the same universe as the Hook film, it's, it also gets to kind of have its own energy and feelings. I, I think it's pretty neat. So... With that, we want to thank everybody for joining us this week, especially Judy. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me again. Jeff, we will see you next week. You better oh, be there. Not, not a thanks for being here, but just make sure you come <laughs> back, huh? Thanks for not ditching <laughs> us this right. week. And if you want to join us on, a, on an adventure, we'd love to hear from you online. You can tweet at us, at SQPod. Visit SequelQuestPod.com, uh, and you can check out all the latest updated episodes with schedule of what's to come. We also are very active on our Facebook page, so you can search out SequelQuest there. And uh, even on Google Plus. Why not Google Plus? I know nobody's on there. Here's the real deal, <laughs> folks. Can we get real with you for a second? Uh, we're here and we love having you uh, listening in. But if you're listening, let us know. Let other people know. Go on to iTunes, leave us a five star rating, and then just write a quick review. Just even list your favorite episode. You know, it's like, oh, Thrapede was great. You know, I love the Beetlejuice episode, whatever it is that brought you on board. And, uh, you know, spread the word to, to your friends. And we would love to hear those words and then we'll share them on the air to our loyal listeners who uh, continue to join us each week again just we have so much more in store for you this is just a, a passion and fun for us so just keep on uh, keep on downloading us each week and subscribe so you don't miss an episode even the bonus episodes a lot of fun so with that until next time bang around we hope you enjoyed this episode of Sequel Quest and invite you to join us next week for another discussion about a film that never was. Share your ideas with the Sequel Quest universe by visiting SequelQuestPod.com, following us on Twitter at SQPod, on Facebook by searching Sequel Quest, or sending an email to SequelQuestPod at gmail.com. Let the world know how much you enjoy the show by leaving a review and five-star rating on iTunes. All films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended. 